welcome to Yes Black Girl. I am your host, Kiara Sheree, and my beautiful co-host, Miss. I'm Ray. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's great to be here. Um, let me give you guys a quick background on why we started Yes Black Girl. So uh, the series was born out of my thesis, um, my graduate thesis by the same name. It was a digital archive that I created using Twitter. And it was uh, meant to highlight Black women throughout history and present day and to oppose mainstream narratives of Black women across the African diaspora. Um, and my Twitter archive really didn't get like, you know, a whole lot, a lot of love, but it still got some love, like some interaction or whatever. Um, but it was just fun getting to like research all of these different women um, and just, you know, kind of like being inspired by the research as well. Uh, the archive is actually still up on Twitter. So if you search uh, at Yes Black Girl, you can see the whole timeline of um, all the women that I shared on there. Um, and I knew that I wanted it to be more than just a digital space that existed on that platform. I wanted it to grow and expand uh, because we need to be highlighted. Black women are out here doing dope shit all the time and everyone needs to see it. Exactly. Um, and so this new space is going to be, of course, celebrating Black women, regardless of their nationality, their class, their gender expression, ability, and sexuality. Um, and I want to just highlight the work that we're all doing in the world, in our communities. Um, so yeah, welcome. Uh, we have some great interviews in store for this month of August. Uh, well, it's not August yet, but it's almost August. Uh, August when they see it. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I hope everyone just feels as inspired uh, by the series as I feel by just watching all of you. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it. So, Ray, what's been going on with you? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Um, a lot's been going on. I've been dancing a lot and just doing a lot of theater work. Um, for those that don't know, I am a theater technician and a dancer. And a lot of other stuff. So I've been doing that and I've been getting a lot of emails for like, dance stuff so mm. I'm to schedule together so if I stumble over my words my brain is just like falling out my ears right now okay like, that I literally just got home from work and I'm feeling like all over the place mm -hmm. I just realized I left the door open and my cats could come in here at any moment and, um, I was in the studio with Sabina earlier I don't know if I told you that yeah mm -hmm. so I just got back from dancing so wow how's that feeling good I, my brain is, i'm trying to remember everything and my name is raya and i love to do it <laughs> <laughs> don't feel like this, I do. this is what i yeah. do all right so i guess we can go ahead and move into our interview portion we'll let raya do the honors Okay, so we are very excited to welcome our special guest for today's episode. She is an amazing woman, mm -hmm. a baddie with a body, Ooh. and an artist who I am able to call my sister, and she is also known for DJing, and she is from the illustrious PG County, Maryland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's give a warm welcome to Chloe the Show. Welcome, Chloe. It is so great to have you on here today. You're our first interview. You're kicking this whole thing off. Thank so you. Here. Your hair is looking beautiful. Thank Come you. Come on, here. Come on, skin. And it's popping. Here's our black girl. Yeah. And black girl magic sunscreen. Okay. Black girl sunscreen. You know what I'm saying? Listen. 
I almost grabbed the tube just to put up in here, but I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Listen, all this, all this beautiful black queenliness going on in here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love it. Beautiful. All right. So we're going to go ahead and ask this question. Uh, I remember when we were still in school, because we all went to Boys State University together, which is also a beautiful thing. Educated black queens. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I remember you always talking about you wanted to work in D, well, you wanted to work in radio. So is that still something that you want to do? Or are you kind of like more focused on the DJ side now? Um, I do. I still would like to um, work in the radio industry um, just to get my foot in the door. You know what I'm saying? Um, my goal is actually to start my own broadcasting channel, my own radio channel, Black mm -hmm. Sheep. Um, so that is the goal. So yes, I, I guess you could say yes. I would still like to do it, but no, because at the same time, I have this thing, I guess, where I feel like on the radio, I have to play what other people are requesting or what others want. Of course, I know I have my free space to play what I want, um, but I feel like majority of the time I would have to play what what other people will like, which isn't a problem to me. I won't say that's a problem, but it's like a lot of things, you know, I don't really either listen to or um the message isn't really what i i go for um when i am playing certain songs so that would yeah. only be the only downfall to it but other than that um like i said it's a yes and no thing so yes i would on my own terms but no mm -hmm. i wouldn't because i would have to follow you know what everybody else is doing so i feel that i feel that a lot and it is it's like i feel like with radio you always have to do what's like kind of made dream right now mm -hmm. it's just doing what you know feels good to you but right. I think what's beautiful about this is like you're kind of already building up that you know your own sound building up that platform so then when they start coming to you you know it's gonna be like well hey this is what I'm doing this is the music yeah, I'm playing. I was, if I was to have my own radio station it would be a place where I would want people to come to discover new artists you know what I'm saying something that they don't hear every day so if you want to hear something new or something, you know, you ain't never heard before. Yes. Chloe Shell got you, you know what I'm saying? We love to see it. Uh, break your sound down a little bit for us. Because I know you said it's like a nostalgic mixtape. And I've definitely heard some of it. And I'll be mm -hmm. jamming out. <laughs> you playing a bop. Just explain a little bit what type of music and what styles of music you like the most. Um, I love... So I really, I'm in love with all kinds of music. Um, I listen to almost everything from country to jazz to R&B, hip hop, sometimes reggae, sometimes rock and roll, you know what I'm saying? Um, but for me, the sound that kind of gives me that, that nostalgic feeling that kind of brings me home is really the R&B soul, neo-soul, um, alternative R&B. Um, yeah. So, so everything that kind of generates to, to my childhood, like going back into my childhood and listening to what my mom uh, really was listening to back in the day, like the Luther Vandross, the Andrew Bakers, yeah. uh, you know, so it's, it's really, it's something that, that kind of just balances me out in a good way. Because um, for me, which for a lot of people, it also may be that people know that music is very a subconscious thing. So what you listen to really is geared toward, I won't say the type of person you are, but the kind of energy that you give off. Okay. So if I'm the type of person who listens to trap 24 seven, I may be the type of person who may be angry 24 seven, you know, okay. that, 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 you know what I'm saying? That frequency where it needs to be at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you, I feel like that even balance of that plus 
mm-hmm. you know, the R&B, the 90s, the neo soul kind of balances me out where I gravitate more to the neo soul and the R&B because that's what I was raised on. So I'm more of a, you know, mellow, chill, you know, just go with the flow, guys. Like, that, that's the kind of person I am because that's the kind of music that was generated back in the day. Like, it was all through love and talked about love. And I'm not saying that music today doesn't do the same thing, but I feel like the approach to it was mm-hmm. more so... I liked the approach of it back then more so than I do now. So that kind of would grab yeah. me more uh-huh. so too. Because I, I know people care... They used to care more about, like, artist development, and mm-hmm. now it's kind of just, like, they're pushing out stuff and they're, like, industry plants. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot, too. Like, I realized for me, like, I gravitate more so towards the sound, more so the lyrics. So mm-hmm. the beat to me always catches me. So if I'm on your beat and I'm like, okay, this is this is a jam. Okay. And then, you know, maybe tomorrow or the next day I start listening to the words, that song may fall off for me because, yeah, it's the beat. But at the same time, I'm looking for something that's more so longevity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Music back then had longevity to where, yeah, we got with the beat, but the lyrics, you know, you might listen to it mm-hmm. two or four years later and it'd be like, you know what? These like- lyrics hitting right now. You know what I'm saying? I did not realize that back in yes. the day, but now it, it, it speaks to me. And that's what I look for. Something that may not have registered to me, you know, back in the day listening to it, but the vibe was always there. But now mm-hmm. years later, I can still be like, okay, now I can vibe to it. And the lyrics is hitting. I can <laughs> to it. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to know, like, what has been the most rewarding thing about being a DJ so far? Um, To be honest, I think it's the acceptance of, it's going to sound bad when I say this, but it kind of, like, makes me smile at the same time. It's kind of like people, I guess, realizing that this is something I'm good at. You know what I'm saying? So it's like growing up, it's always, Mm, yeah, I did this, but I'm not really feeling there. Mm, I'm doing this. Like, I've always been able to dabble in different artistries. But with this, it was always something that I had, like, in the back of my head. Like, I knew, like, music was something that I loved. I just didn't know how to go about it. Like, it wasn't enough for me just to listen. Like, I was a child back in the day where, you know, you could go into your house, your mom have the radio on. Once it's turned off, it's turned off. For me, I was listening to The Quiet Storm, I had the radio on at night, you know what I'm saying? Especially Mm -hmm. during the summertime, which is why the summer is so nostalgic for me, as well as, you know, the quiet storm. Because I remember those nights where it'd be raining outside and Mm -hmm. I would, you know, Uh, up the window, turn on the quiet storm. Janice Jackson might be playing, you know, Luther Vandross, Anita Baker. So it's like those songs that really hit home for me internally. And that just brings me back to my childhood because I just think that's so important, especially nowadays, is just doing what you love that brings you back to those childhood moments that really make you smile because those were the easiest times of your life where you had no worries, you had no care. You know, you just worried about when the next episode of SpongeBob was coming on. So it was like, it's one of those things for me. So I think it's really just realizing not just myself but other people like wow this is something that you're really good at like you you can actually mix this music where some people it takes them you know a few a few months to a few years to really grasp you know how to do it but for me it kind of came naturally I, I got my first turntable when I was in high school it was my senior year and I picked it up and I looked at it I probably downloaded the software and I probably scratched on it one or two times Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to use it. And I'm one of those people who like to be taught. Um, 
I'm a hands-on person. So if somebody can sit next to me and say, okay, this is how you do it, I can pretty much pick it up really quickly. So mm-hmm. I really didn't have anybody around me. And I can't really tell you what made me want to get a turntable in my senior year. Maybe something in me knew that I was going to want to do this years down the line. And it was like, okay, you better start now. But mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it. So I started um, when I got to Bowie. Um, I was, well, not even when I got to Bowie. I was hanging around a lot of DJs at Bowie kind of watching them what they do and, and watching how they interacted with the crowd and the type of music they was playing and watching people, you know, dancing and moving and clapping and just being happy. And I was just like, okay, I, I like the vibe. I like the vibe. So I, I stayed in touch with those DJs. And last year um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to get me a new turntable because people was telling me that the one I had was outdated and it was trash. So I was like, okay, let me get a new one and see what I can do with the new one. What? I got the new one and I, I learned how to do everything pretty much on my own um, as far as, you know, adding music. Um, you know, I still have my questions here and there for people, you know, how, what software is the best to use or, right. you know, what brand of um, DJing equipment is the best to use. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got my insights here and there that way. But a lot of the other stuff, it really just took me sitting down and saying, okay, how do you really do this? Like, okay, this is how you figure it out. And just... You know, being patient with myself and taking the time to learn and also watching other people that influenced around me, how they did it, and just mm-hmm. applying that to what I do and trying to create my own thing from it. So I'm glad it's flourished as much as it's done so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's something I'm definitely, you know, trying to stick up or stick up with, keep up with, and, and progress on. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was going to... I was going to add, like, I think it comes naturally to you because you listen to so much music already and quote unquote classic music, like, you mm-hmm. know, those vibes. Mm-hmm. So, um, So to move on, uh, what are there any like misconceptions about your craft or like things that people think you do, but you don't or vice versa? Well, what I will say is I don't take I don't take requests. But no, um, <laughs> I, um, that's one thing that I've, I've learned, you know, doing this, um, if that answers kind of the question is taking requests, that's a misconception. I feel like that people feel like DJs have to do is take requests. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, cause it kind of messes up the flow of things when you say, okay, I'm gonna play Ari Lennox. And then you come up to me and say, well, play some the baby. And it's just like, okay. No, you can't just switch up the flow like that. Like it gotta, it gotta. If I start, yeah, if I start with Ari. There's, there. I'll say that for a lot of DJs, there is a flow to how things go. So you know, we're gonna start off with smooth jazz. We're gonna gradually get to everything else. So if we're gonna start at smooth jazz, don't try to take it from zero to a hundred real quick and throw in, you know, DMX. Because it's like, yeah, we gonna get to DMX. But that's gonna be later down the line, you know what I'm saying? So that's one thing. Um, I feel like I really don't know what I haven't. I haven't been I feel, in the game that long to say what some of the misconceptions are of DJing as of yet. Um, I can just say based off of what I hear other DJs talk about and go based off of that. So I will say that one thing that I do see a lot is we don't take requests like that. Um, now if it's a like for me to, uh, for example, it's me. I'll say, hey, let me know. Like, if I'm doing an event, I'll say, let me know what are some songs that you would like mm-hmm. to hear. Um, what, what artists would you like me to throw in there? So that way, when we gradually get to that part, you will hear, you know, your favorite song. But it does throw up, throw up, throw off the vibe of stuff when um, 
you just you insert a rap song over a over a uh, you know a slow jam the R and B. Sometimes it can work. Sometimes it does work. Um, but other times it's a lot. It I won't say it's a lot more that goes into it. But when BPMs come into play, we're not going to do a seventy-five over one hundred and fifty without you know either slowing up or slowing down one of the two. So. That's what yeah. I'll say for me personally. I can't speak for all DJs, but for me, I will say that's one thing that I probably will hold on to is that I don't take requests often. I'll say that. As you should, girl. Control it. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, I know like my uncle is a DJ. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I literally would hear him just DJing all the time, loud as hell in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's like growing up, just like you said, it's that feeling of just playing all the things that just made you kind of just fall in love with music. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right about the um like the flow of it all. Like I've noticed it was a couple weeks ago I went to a party and the DJ was just I don't know what he was on, but <laughs> He was kind of just jumping all around. Mm-hmm. It was like, I mean, we were just listening to R&B, and then he was mm-hmm. putting on the trap. But it wasn't, like you said, it didn't gradually move into it. It's like mm-hmm. He didn't build it up. It's kind of like you got to find that right song to kind of make that switch. And mm-hmm. he didn't. I was just like, what's going on? And I feel, too, like, oh, there's a bird. Um, I feel, too, that, um, like, with me specifically, I'm a, I will say that I am a people pleaser to an extent. So there will be times where I'll play a song. And then I'll think to my head in my head, like, oh, I hope somebody likes this, or I hope that they like the vibe, or I hope that. And then I know that I have to learn, like, not everybody, like, you have to find your audience. Not everybody mm-hmm. is going to vibe with, you know, the song that you're playing. Some people may not even be hip to the type of song you're playing because the people have their different perceptions of music and how it makes them feel. So mm-hmm. I, I would more so like to cater to those that like the same type of music I do because I know that I won't steal you wrong with R&B or Neo Soul because that's what I'm always listening to. I can find you right. somebody new now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I, you won't catch me. I mean, I won't say I won't even put that out there because I would love every opportunity. But mm-hmm. it will be rare that you will catch me at a trap, you know, party because yeah. I don't have a lot of trap music in my library you know what i'm saying I, I can only hit you with a few trap songs because like i said if the beat catches me i'm gonna be vibing with it and that's what mm-hmm. it's gonna be but don't catch me at the trap house classics and throwbacks like but listen okay so you can catch me at the trap house only if i can put a, a, a r&b uh, um, what do you call it? Acapella over a trap beat to give you a different feel. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm trying to learn how to do too. Is trying to switch up how people hear music. So yes. you might not like this certain artist, but when I once I put their instrumental over a different vocal, you know what I'm saying? Yes. This might make you look at it a whole different way. Yes. So that's the whole. That's that's my whole thing about DJing and music in general, or just art in general. It's just taking something and shifting it another way to give people a different outlook on it so that way they can expand their horizons. Because I might put, you know, like I'm saying, a DMX track over an Ari Lennox beat, and you may not have liked DMX back in the day, but now it's over an Ari Lennox beat. And, it's and you say that slow, and you're like, wait a second. This she might have did something. Okay. Right. So that's, that's what I'm trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I was gonna add, like, there is nothing worse than being in a club and you are y'all, y'all doing it, and then mm-hmm. the DJ make a sloppy transition, and it's just like, 
why how, how did you even get hired mm-hmm. see, i had to learn that people don't hear everything the same like how we may be mm-hmm. like for dancing you know what i'm saying you may be able to hear the one two three and you be able to drop on the beat like the dj you. and you have to be able to drop the one on the two or you know what i'm saying so you have to be able to some people don't hear it. They might hear, you know, there have been times where I'll hear something and it sounds good to me and somebody might be like, mm. mm-hmm. and it's just like, but that's because people hear things differently. So, yeah. in the, but I will say you have to know your crowd because if you hearing it this way, you better hope the rest of your crowd hears it that way or this is going to be just a lot going yeah. on that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if you had to spin for any popular festival or you can name a few, um, mm-hmm. Which ones or one would it be and why? It's funny because I really didn't start getting into festivals until like, I'll say two years ago. Um, I think my first festival was the Roots Picnic. Now, I will say I would like to spin for the Roots Picnic. That'd be dope. Um, I'm about to go to my first Her Festival. I didn't know until recently that Her had her own festival called Lights Out. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm going to that in Cali. So that would definitely be an amazing one. Um. Essence Music Festival, definitely, because you know that's where all the old heads be, and I feel like it's easy to play for the old heads. Yeah. All the aunties, all the uncles, two stepping and everything, you know. So <laughs> definitely Essence Music Festival. So anything like that for real that gives like the Essence Music Festival cookout family reunion vibes, uh-huh. I'm your person because I'm gonna hit you with the 2000s and the 90, 1990s and the 80s. Like I'm gonna hit you with all that. So. Yeah. I would like to do that. Come on, nostalgic mixtape. Nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> so to wrap this up, we have one more. Um, mm-hmm. so just what is one piece of advice you would give to all of the black girls or black people in general, and you know, black women uh, mm-hmm. who aspire to become a DJ or like just in radio and broadcasting? Mm-hmm. I'll say one that everybody always says, which is never give up. Um, every no is. Every no is not an official no. Um, You might hear so many no's before you get a yes. Um, So never stop trying that locked door because one might finally open. Um, Like I said, find your audience. I feel like that's very important because I feel like a lot of people try to cater to everybody. And you have to understand that not everybody is going to like you. And that's okay. It's okay not to be liked by everybody. Because if you're liked by everybody, that's just too much that you're going to have to try to figure out. So cater to first yourself and what you like, because something that you like, somebody else definitely might like. Because there's so many people in this world, it's it's going to be rare to find somebody that don't like nothing that you do. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, cater to yourself, and then that will naturally cater to your audience and what you're looking for. Um, and, and one thing I will say, too, is if you are not a good speaker or if you get shy speaking around people or nervous, also work on that because that's something else I'm working on. Just strong communication skills, being confident in what you say and what you do and not being afraid to, you know, put your best foot forward because I'm more of a behind the scenes type person, but in the work of DJing, you're not always going to be behind the scenes or even in my line of work period of, you know, being an artist because DJing is not all that I want to do. I'm going to have to, you know, use my voice and having a strong voice is very important. And if you use it the wrong way, we know what happens when you use the wrong way. So be mindful. Just be mindful of, you know, the platform that you have 
because a platform is still a stage and your voice will matter on your platform. So that's Come on really, with that word. That was beautiful. Uh, thank you. Thank you. To end that out. It was great having you on here. I thank you guys for allowing me to be on here. My illustrious beautiful black buoy state women yes, you know, yeah. us hey, all out here you know being grown i love it oh my god this was beautiful i'm so glad that we we're able to do this and you know keep on killing it out here it was that's why i had to have you on i was like i love the fact that you're out here djing i have a lot of djs and stuff in my life so to see someone that i went to school with just you know kind of fall into that it's just crazy you're doing an amazing job keep going yes black girl girl oh we're gonna keep on following it and hopefully i think i might be able to get some um just a little bit of some of the like mixes and stuff that you did and maybe add it in as well. I think that'll be super dope. Right, just kind if of you it. ever need me to create a mix for you guys, I create mm -hmm. playlists too. You know, I got the vibes. I be trying to put people on new artists because you know, there's a lot yeah. of brown artists out here that it is. really don't, you know, I won't say they don't appreciate, but they don't know because they don't expect their horizons. Well, they yes. don't. Some people aren't appreciated who need to be. No. And some people just don't expand their, their, their horizons. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm going to need y'all to do that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who is great. Than just that's definitely that. something that I uh I've been wanting to do. I was saying to Ray, I was like, uh, and she suggested maybe doing it like once a month, but I definitely mm -hmm. have a lot of like indie artists and just mm -hmm. artists that aren't quite mainstream yet and just mm -hmm. kind of them and just music videos. So I feel like we kind of fell out of music videos a lot, but it's mm -hmm. so many dope ones out there and mm -hmm. it's so amazing artists giving that same sound that we all love that we kind of everyone's like, oh, I miss hearing this, but it's like the artists are still there, they just need some money and some promotion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're definitely going to move into that. And that's why I'm kind of glad, like, even though I love people sample, when people sample music, I'm so glad T-Pain came out and said, please do something different because y'all got all this equipment to be able to do something different and y'all just keep backtracking. Like, we get it. We we get the, the samples. We understand it. Y'all are talented enough to be able to come out with a whole new sound that still caters to that old school feel and that still has that longevity. Music is missing longevity, which is why we just be ready to cancel anybody because it's like, your music is not that great. Okay. Bye. Listening to it 20 years later. You know what I'm saying? And yes. I'm not downplaying anybody because everybody's craft is great in their own right. But at the mm -hmm. same time, y'all get canceled early because y'all music will not be bumping 20, 30 years later. That's why, and I will say that's why it is hard for people to stop playing R. Kelly, even though, you know, it's Ooh. hard to stop <laughs> playing R. Kelly because he has some hits, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He has longevity in his music to where people still trying to step in the name of love. And he produced a lot of stuff when we were listening to goodies. He was all over goodies. And I wrote so many of my favorite songs. I was actually just talking about that the other day. I was like, you wrote so many songs that I love. Now, some of them I'm still right. I got them in my bag. Right. That he was just on himself. I'm like, okay, I can't. Because we all know what he was writing about and where it was coming mm -hmm. from. Please. And this is probably another question for another podcast but i asked twitter one day i said um what do like 
as an artist, because you guys are artists too, as an artist, do you want what you say or your personal opinions or feelings about certain topics? Do you think that should be held accountable to your craft as well, to where now your craft is devalued because mm -hmm. of something that you said? Or should it be two separate, you know, two separate things to where, yeah, this person says he's an atheist and this, that, and the mm -hmm. third, but his music is just so good that we we can't cancel him. Mm -hmm. Do Ooh. you hold do, do you hold record. them accountable for each other? Or yes. do you do you separate them? And That's I had one person say from the artist. Mm -hmm. no. Yes. And I, I think I'll go ahead, Ray. It can be separate if it's harmful. Like if what they're mm -hmm. saying is harmful to like certain communities, just like what the rapper mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. Um <laughs> The yeah. little baby. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that, that go, can go back to artist development. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like PR. Had your PR team. Mm -hmm. Go on stage, do your song, get off. As this is not the time to get political. Like, yes, you're an artist and you have a platform that you can use to be political, but there's a time and a place for those things. I agree. Um, I think that it's definitely very, very situational. Like in the case of R. Kelly, we like the stuff that he was writing about was the stuff that he was out here doing. So it's kind of like, oh, it's a little touchy. Mm -hmm. But there are so many artists that they have certain political views or they say certain things, but it's like, if you're minding your business, but the art is hitting, I'm not going to fall on that. But it's really when everybody is being so vocal or we just know that you're doing some stuff that you don't need to be doing. But then you think about kind of like back in the old, you know, back in the old days, a lot of these artists were trifling. Mm -hmm. And they were, you know, some of the biggest artists, but it's like they changed so many things and they brought so much joy to the world. So you kind of just, you know, turn that eye to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're in a time where everyone's like, I'm not turning my eye to it <laughs> anymore. I have so much access to artists now, like even yeah. like my space like you think you would be friends with an artist but the whole time that's their manager managing their account but now they're they're on instagram and twitter all the time we're okay. overstimulated with it right and it's like sometimes i don't want to hear your opinion i want to hear right right and i feel like it's sad the limitations too we have on free speech in the music industry too because there is no reason why lil nas x could not speak his piece and, you know, want to write what he want to write about without other people trying to, I won't say jump the bandwagon, but mock him in a sense. Because we mm -hmm. all knew the, the Yeah Yeah's music video was mocking his music <laughs> video because of, you know, what he was talking about. And it's like, why even have that rebuttal? Like, why not just let him create his music? Because y'all aren't in the same category. Y'all mm -hmm. aren't in the same division of music, genre of music, whatever you want to call it. So why did you feel the need to speak on something that's not in your category? Like and I can see if it was for. right. Like I can see if the yeah yeah was coming out is as, as as what little Nas you know was saying, and then Ti was like you know, yeah man, this music is da da da. Okay, you have a right to say something because that's your genre. That's your. I mean, you don't have a right because it's none of your business. But right. you know that's your genre. <laughs> that's your area. But Lil Nas minded his business in his own category. Why did you feel the need to to say something about how he portrays himself? Like mm -hmm. that, I will never understand that about music. Like, if he wants to come out openly and 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 profess his love, and that's and that's one reason why I feel like Frank Ocean, you know, kind of stepped back from music because when mm -hmm. he came out as being gay, 
before he even came out, everybody was loving his music. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, Frank yeah. OJ, he that guy. Like, he, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he came out as gay. And then God was like, what? He's singing about a man? Oh, no, nah, I can't even mm-hmm. listen to it. And it's just like, so y'all just go on and stop listening to good music because this man is professing his love for a man. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a good point. I'm, I'm about to, we got to wrap this up, but that's mm-hmm. a great you just made is that I've been noticing and I don't know if it's because of where I'm living at or who I'm around but there's so many amazing ass queer artists out here right now and I mean they are like giving everything that we need to, to see because they're versatile they are it's really and they literally just need to be seen and I, I think back to like the 80s and the 70s right you're not gonna tell me that all those artists were not queer as hell and that they were not out here just giving us like the Vandross. Look at listen, Prince. And nobody cared. Nobody, everybody <laughs> focused on the music and did them and whatever made them money. That's mm-hmm. what they focused on. They the didn't take money out of nobody else's pocket just because they was gay. Like, come on now. Yeah. We grow. Yep. yep. And it's like unfortunately, everybody wasn't able maybe to like living their truth, you know, and be outwardly, it was very like quasi closeted or they just were, you know, portraying themselves as heterosexual, but they still, their outward appearance, the things that they wore, the music that they gave us, it was amazing. And it was like, everybody was just on this different frequency of, you know, we're, we're acting on love, but we're about this music. It sounds so good. And And that's where it comes back around with diversity. If people were more diverse and maybe branched out to listening to pop music, or, mm-hmm. or with Vogue music, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. They might be able to hear a different sound yes. and incorporate that into hip hop mm-hmm. or R&B or whatever the case may be, like they do reggae, like they do everything else. Yes. And it could have been something different, but yeah. comes with diversity. It does, it does. But yeah, oh diversity, my- I think is the, the topic of, or the something that music is missing. Yes, I agree. Or not necessarily missing, I will say, in a mainstream vibe. And I feel like that's where the A&R really needs to step in. There needs to be people reaching out to the artists that really have that talent and really can take it back to a place where we are getting the diversity and we're hearing all those different things. Because it's there. It's mm-hmm. just being highlighted. And I, yeah. Chris Brown could be the one to do it. You know what I'm saying? He, I don't know why he's so... I mean, I understand why he's stuck on 90s sampling and all that, because that's yeah. when music was good. Like, we're not going to sample any of the stuff I think we hear now mm-hmm. in the future. But he could really, you know, branch out, like, techno. I mean, he's done techno, and he's done different yeah. But I don't know. We just mm-hmm. need somebody who's just going to... Bring it all together, like be that centerpiece, and hopefully, you know, Black Sheep Entertainment can kind of listen. You gonna slide on up in there and do what needs to be done, oh. and be music, and that's also where you come in too. Last thing, like that's where you come in as a DJ, is you do have the power to kind of give people that stuff, because like you said earlier, it's like you may play something and you don't really know how everybody's gonna react to it, but everybody's gonna be like, you know, I kind of like this. What is this song? And you have the power to, you know, put people on a new shit too. So and as a DJ, I feel like that would be more easier for me than trying to play what everybody likes, because like I said, I don't listen to everything, so it'd be hard for me to try to play your favorite rap artist when I don't oh. listen the rap that heavy so yeah if you guys you know i'm also i'm gonna throw this out there too but i'm also trying to get some you know 
parties, theme parties going, getting together and, you know, yeah. linking up with local people to um, kind of have yeah. some events thrown to where you can get a vibe of new artists and not just your, you know, regular mainstream That's artists. So kind of, you know, get people out there so that way we can bring diversity to where it's like, okay, I ain't never heard no techno like this or I ain't mm. never heard rap done like that. So, or not even music wise, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm all about fashion, art in general, like just anything that's different out here in the world that I feel like needs to be put on display so that way we can get another another motion of, I don't know, creativity going. That's what that's what I want to do. Because I'm all about reinventing the wheel, but this wheel starting to look the same. So, <laughs> <laughs> this wheel okay. look a little different. You know what change up. you where can they follow you or interact with you on the internet in real life whatever um i'd be on twitter now um but i don't really be saying that on twitter but you can follow me on twitter at clothe the show that's q-h-l-o-t-h-e-s-h-o-w um mm-hmm. right now my instagram is this is disabled right now but i should be back in a few weeks um, i'm just trying to get some content together so y'all just won't be looking at the same stuff um, so that is also Clothe the Show, Q-H-L-O-T-H-E-S-H-O-W. And you can also follow me on my brand, my LLC, which is Black Sheep Entertainment, B-L-A-Q-S-H-E-E-P-E-N-T. Awesome. A creative house for visionaries, you know what I'm saying? We do. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you. well, it was great having you on once again. Thank, Thank you guys you. for watching. Um, and yes, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.